Ladies and gentlemen, this is your places call. All right, everybody, back to one. Standby lights one and sound one. Camera speeding. Audio speeding. Lights and sound. Go. And action. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Pretend World's Real People. Uh, (laughs) I'm Tyler. I'm not singing. I'm Stephanie. (laughs) And you're in theater. So what does that say about (laughs) you? Uh, That was the only singing you'll ever get from me. Uh, And it was horrible. So, uh, yeah, this is episode something something. Uh, we should probably remember the numbers. Remember what episodes we're on? We're, yeah. we're getting closer to 50. I and know. It's so exciting. <laughs> I I want to do something. I don't know what we're going to do yet. Uh, we haven't had a chance to talk about it, but uh, we are on our way to 50. So super happy about mm-hmm. that. And we're also super happy to have somebody on the show today. Steph, who did we have? Yes. So today um, we spoke to Federico Zani. Um, he... Uh, was connected to us by our former guest, Emma King Farlow. Uh, he's uh, an incredible actor um, and singer, and uh, he's Italian, and I got very excited about it. Um, yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, we just had a lot of fun. So uh, welcome, um, Bienvenuto. Yeah, I think that's how you say it in Italian. I don't remember it all. Uh, Fed, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, can you let us know about yourself a little bit, what you do? Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, so my name is Fed Zanni. I am an actor uh, living in London. I'm originally Italian. I was born and bred in Italy. And uh, I left to train as an actor uh, to come to London to train. And I train at Arted, which is a drama school in uh, uh, West London, Chiswick, and which is spelled Chiswick, by the way, uh, but it's pronounced Chiswick. And uh, I stayed ever since. So I graduated, uh, and that was uh, a while ago, like almost twenty years ago. And uh, and then sort of I yeah started working initially. Uh, on TV, I had a few um, uh, few parts uh, on TV shows, and then I uh, started doing t- more theatre. Um, and uh, at the moment, obviously, with whatever is going on at the moment, um, I'm not acting, but uh, we're hoping to start rehearsals again for the last show I was doing, uh, which closed in March uh, 2020, which was Mamma Mia! The Party, uh, of the London O2 uh, Arena, uh, which is a great, great show, um, uh, really, really great fun. So we're looking forward to starting again on on the uh, well sixth of September, you know, beginning oh, nice. of September, and then opening opening again on the first of October. Fingers crossed. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I when we were kind of doing a little bit of research, I saw that you were Italian, and it made me really excited because I spent. Um, a semester in uh, Firenze and not not great anymore but I just like uh, I have you know my uh, great grandparents were from Torino and so um like it's like the closest heritage I have, you know. Otherwise, I'm just a white yeah. lady. So <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, Great. It just, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, How about you, uh, uh, Tyler? Any any time spent in Italy at all? 
uh only in my dreams uh <laughs> what an answer <laughs> or through uh what was it call me by your name or any pixar oh, movie yeah. that involves italy it's actually a, it's it's very sweet and they do i was actually it it made me um sentimental because they speak italian in it like it's like they'll oh. do ha- like some of their their conversations are half english half italian or like they'll throw in good. italian words and stuff Oh really? Oh, that's brilliant! Uh, watch it then. Watch yeah, it. it's very cute. Um, Look, you two all global. Oh, <laughs> I lived yep. in Italy. I went How to old Italy. Were you when you moved, because you have like an impeccable British Seriously, accent yeah. now. So it... thank you very much. That's really great to hear because it, it, it wasn't like that. Uh, oh really? So I moved. I moved over here when I was nineteen. So wow, way too late to uh, to be bilingual. So now I just pretend. You know, uh, <laughs> pretend to be bilingual, and I just go with that. Um, so I, at the beginning, it was really, it was really hard. Um, I could, I couldn't speak very well. I can, I was really shy as well. I didn't, I didn't want to sort of, uh, yeah, uh, embarrass myself. So I would just the first, I'd say, first year and a half of drama school, I was listening a lot, which is not a bad thing, right? Yeah. Um, and bit by bit, I sort of started picking up things, and 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 then. Um, I just wanted my my goal was to uh, lose my Italian accent and sort of be able to do both really. So become and be considered sort of a British actor and who can also do uh, Italian and, and speak in Italian, but uh, not just pigeonholed um, in, in uh, as as the Italian uh, character. Uh, and that's partly the reason why um, my part sort of moved from TV. Um, in, into theatre because um, I I got some some parts in some really good shows like famous shows uh, at least here about Hotel Babylon and, and Being Human and um, so like good good TV shows but it was always um, the Italian it was either either an Italian so speaking uh, in Italian or with a very very thick Italian accent and small uh, sort of relatively small parts I should have enjoyed it more i've got to i've got to say i learned that i i i should have made more of what i was doing i didn't realize how um uh, privileged i was to to get those parts at that time because it was only probably well, maybe a couple of years after drama school instead of getting sort of um yeah and um so i i was a bit of a an arrogant we can't say this way, can say, <laughs> arrogant Eep! But um, <laughs> um, yeah, so but the, the reason was that I think a lot of Italians who come to uh, England and London uh, have a chip on their shoulders mm. of, about being Italian. Lo- loads of people uh, do the Italian accent at you, which is not incredibly accurate, and <laughs> quite often is like you know uh, caricature. So and they love it, they love it, and they do it. I think from uh, you know, with the, with the best of intentions, just to show how how much they appreciate and they love Italy, and uh, we hate it. Uh, sorry to So yeah, so that that was the reason why I was like, yeah, you know, it's great, it's great, but I want to do it with them. Yeah, so I should have been more appreciative of what I've, of what I've, uh, I was doing at the time. However. Um, yeah, I decided to sort of start see whether I could do uh, other things, and um, um, yeah. So and now, and now I'm playing a Greek 
<laughs> so at least I've moved uh, the country. But uh, I've, I'm, I'm, I've got a couple of... Uh, sorry, let's see. I've got a couple of parts in a short film and a feature film that are British. So, um, and it's been a while now that I'm seeing also for British and sort of trans American parts, believe it or not. Uh, but yeah, so um, that's it. That's that's what, what was happening. And but thank you for the the, the uh, sort of mentioning my my accent. Because it takes time and practice, and even even now, even now it's a constant um, practice. But my wife is British, so that definitely helps. Um, and um, yeah, and also I guess if you quite a lot of people don't need to um, drop or lose their accent. There's no um, there's no incentive for them to do that because they don't need it for their job. So, but for me, I was like, yeah, that's that's one of my one of my goals. Awesome. So, what was it? I mean, I'm not sure if you were. Uh, you know, studying performance or studying theater or film while you're in Italy when you're younger. But if you were, was there a, a huge difference between, you know, moving from Italy to England to study the same art? Was there a, a obviously a difference in culture, but how was it going from one to the other? Um, yeah. So I wasn't doing uh, acting at all. Well, oh, I, wow. was, okay. I was acting. Uh, I wasn't studying. I was acting in, as in, I, uh, uh, so my high school, which is, I don't know what the equivalent would be, is college between, from 14 to 19, basically. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, high school. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, so it was a, a language school. So I was studying English. I was studying French and German, uh, as long as uh, together with all uh, other sort of sorts of wow. uh, various <laughs> subjects. Um, but the problem is, first of all, is that you do a lot of, uh, uh, reading a lot of lect- um, literature, but very, very. Uh, um, you don't really talk at all. You can do, you don't do conversation really, so that's why it's difficult for Italians to pick up the accent to, to actually be fluent in, in in the language. And but every year we do a, a play at the end of the year, so there was like an extracurricular activity. Uh, it was theatre was one uh, one of those and. Uh, Randomly, uh, it was I think in second year, I um, it, yeah, I, I I was like I got part in, a, in one of the in one of the plays, and um, the teacher thought I I did a good job. So the following year, I got a bigger part in a bigger show that they did at the end of the year, and then the year after that, I produced it and directed it. To the it was two two years after that. So yeah, I basically the, the teacher said this year I think you should direct it and produce it as well and uh, they regretted it because i chose they said you can choose whatever you like you can do whatever show you like and so i chose the rocky horror show (laughs) and that didn't go down too well unfortunately unfortunately and it was of course like a revised version so you know we we went through it we understood that we couldn't really do everything they do you know in, in in the in the real show but First of all, they didn't read our script at all. So they, like, without even reading it, said, no, you can't do that. But there was a mutiny uh, and, uh, you know, revolution won. And we managed to to do it. So we did that. And then we did Beauty and the Beast the following year with, uh, I think it was like a 24-piece orchestra. So we managed to find uh, some of my um, mates managed to raise some funds. uh, And, yeah, we paid 
the orchestra as well. So it was like a, a really, really big production for a school, for, a, um, for high school. And, and during that time, um, I was like, oh, maybe I should, maybe I should do this you know, for real. Uh, and I, my girlfriend at the time was studying at UCL here in, in England. And she was like, you should come over. You should come over and train um, in London. And so she helped me, um, yeah, sort of make, make the move. Um, and now uh, we're really, still really good friends. So that's, that's great. Uh, and she's a lecturer in Epsom at the University of Epsom. Oh. Um, yeah, so that was it. So I just go over and I was thrown in sort of uh, uh, into this uh, mad world of drama school and I had to sort of try and figure out um, how to survive because as I said I couldn't really speak very well I couldn't I could, I could understand very little I could understand the teachers quite well but the other you know my my uh, classmates no idea no idea what was going on um, uh, it was a very I remember a very uh, one of the first exercises we ever did was um, an improv exercise and we had to improvise it around a poem and and so it was really clear what we were supposed to do because the teacher explained it and then she went cool so i'll see you in half an hour bye bye and as she left obviously everyone went so what are you going to do this is this 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 you going to do that and i was like no no clue no idea what's going on i'm just gonna go for it and see what happens and somehow like yeah, I, I, I managed to, uh, to figure it out. But again, it was a uh, yeah, it was a great introduction to improv in a way and being able to just, you know, deal with it. Um, but for me, it was a dream come true. So I was just incredibly happy and, 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 and grateful to be there in the first place, like to be able to move, first of all, first of all, to be accepted. Because um, I got rejected from East 15 initially, so it was my, that was my very first... Uh, audition uh, and then the second edition Arted came over to Italy for the first I think and only time to um, hold auditions there as well and um, I got in together with one of the other uh, it was three of us and two of us got in so it was pretty, pretty good um, and and I loved it I loved it after as I said probably yeah a year and a half I started to feel uh, to find my feet and, and sort of really kind of and, and, enjoy it um but it was a completely new uh new world for me i and what i really appreciated from the start was the use of um, um different dialects and accents that was like celebrated uh which is not what it, at least it wasn't when i was when i was in italy uh, in order to be an actor you have to speak a very specific way a very specific way that nobody else speaks but actors so it's not character based you don't go from the character, but it's the actual, it's almost like a, a standard Italian, which doesn't really exist in real, in real life. Yeah, which I know that face is brilliant. Uh, time is brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I know what you're sense. talking about. Yes, yeah. yes. No, 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 but it doesn't make sense, does it? It doesn't, because the first thing you hear, if you hear that, you know, if you're seeing a play and you hear that kind of accent, you just go, yeah, this is a play. Like, they they're actors. Then you don't see the character. You see the actor playing a character with this really kind of perfect way of speaking. Um, and so the idea that, uh, no, this guy is from the north, so he's going to have a northern accent. This guy from the south. Um, I don't know. 
that I really, yeah, it kind of um, resonated with me. It was like, yeah, this is a very different way of approaching it, uh, approaching theatre and approaching um, acting um, to make it as real and as relatable as, as, as possible. Um, yeah. What was I, the have, <laughs> I have to tell you this story um, because I think you'll appreciate it, but it, it yeah. just what you just said kind of reminded me of it. So um, when I was in Italy, I was staying with a host mother who was like in her seventies, didn't speak a lick of English, you know, and, yeah. and she was wonderful. I loved her. And there was one day that she invited me to go with her and her um, friends to go see uh, a performance, a show. Yeah. She had like season tickets to this, this theater and the, the show was hair and mm-hmm. it was really well done, but it was, it was mostly sung in English, obviously, and then spoken, you know, in Italian. And so anytime there was music, um, they had subtitles in Italian and I have never felt more uncomfortable in my life because the younger part of the audience loved this show. Anyone that was like over the age of 50 was mortified. And so, and my host mother and her friends were so angry that these people were like climbing on the walls and, and like, you know, hair is his, you know, a show about Vietnam in the sixties and, and, you know, free will and all this stuff. And I just remember like, one of the songs, all the sub- subtitles were, were Sesso, 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 which is just sex, sex. And I was like, this woman is like mortified. <laughs> and it just and made yet- me realize like how there is that, like you were saying, this, this concept of how theater and stuff is approached in Italy versus other countries, because it's, there's such tradition in Italy with Commedia dell'arte and all you know and all this other stuff that like there's definitely two viewpoints of how how it should be approached and I just I just remember like shrinking in my seat I never clapped after any number other than the first (laughs) one because I like didn't want her to be mad at me (laughs) they don't have my approval I don't approve It just, it's, yeah it's so interesting um do, does your family get to come are they still in sicily or do they come uh, and see yeah, you no, uh, my family is actually from modena which is in uh in the Got it. um and yes they uh they come every time i've got oh that's uh, awesome reading so um they um uh, they always fly out and and they basically watch me so uh, yeah it's great i'm really lucky that they can do that uh, now there's uh, only my mum, but she's going to come uh, again in September, um, hopefully, or October, actually October, because we open in October when, when the show is up. And, uh, yeah. But uh, no, it's interesting because obviously that generation is probably much closer to your landlady's generation than yours, right? Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. still she was like, no, this is theatre. It can't, it can't resemble real life. Mm-hmm. It's too uncomfortable, <laughs> too close to home. Uh, yeah, there you go. So um, that's that's why it's always like I do get uh, auditions for um, like Italian uh, from the like dubbing and, and voiceover work, um, and I did get uh, I, I, I've got a, a few actually, um, but I'm always every time I'm put up for those I'm going I'm, I'm not able to I'm not the right one I'm not the right person for for this job because they look for first of all because there is a way of sort of uh, they call it diction so you you the have to study and learn um, diction and and I haven't uh, so I kind of uh, 
blag my way right now. But um, yeah, whereas I I love the idea of sort of researching um, the character and come up with with an accent and with a with a way of speaking that uh, tells you more about the character rather than <laughs> the actor played. Um, yeah. Do you, um, Do you have a character that has been your favorite to play so far? Very good question. Um, <laughs> yes. Well, I, I had a few actually. I had a few, uh, and I've, I've got to say, Nikos in my other party is uh, is is brilliant. It's just great, great fun because. Uh, so I don't know whether you know anything about the show. I did it a couple of years ago. Not not your version, but the right. Ori- yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. So it's actually it's in the same universe. It's like a, like a Marvel uh, story. Yeah. <laughs> in the same universe, but it's a different story, and it's got nothing to do with the the, the West like, like the original show, Mamma Mia. So um, it's set in a taverna, but it's immersive. So um, they, uh, the London O2 is this, like, this massive tent and they've got the, obviously the huge arena, but they also have loads of, uh, buildings un- underneath the tent, but around the arena. So mostly the shops and, and restaurants, but, uh, this particular building used to be a, a nightclub and they completely gutted it out and redid it as a, as a fully functioning Greek taverna. So it's, you come in and it's a film set but an incredibly well done film set. So it feels like you're in Greece. Uh, and wow. with loads, like we, we, we have 500 people that can eat uh, uh, every, every night, every show. Um, and so the idea is that everything happens in real time. So as an audience, you come in as guests arriving from wherever to Greece. So you've flown from London, possibly, because a lot of them obviously are English, uh, you have arrived uh, in Greece and you're welcomed by uh, my staff and I'm the owner of the taverna so I own the place um, and and so within the uh, so basically the audience come in and have a four course meal so you have a uh, an evening of just uh, eating and drinking and then um, during the during the uh, the evening throughout the evening there's this story that sort of develops and it's a very simple story but really uh, heartwarming um, and uh, I think really well done and um, so my daughter falls in love with uh, my wife's nephew they're, they're not related so yeah this is all good. Uh, it looks sometimes it looks like they are they're not. <laughs> it's, uh, they've been vetted uh, so uh, <laughs> the idea is that my uh, Steph Parry, who plays my uh, my wife Kate, she was the costume designer for Mamma Mia the film, the movie. <gasps> oh no! <laughs> so she's this character, and when they obviously filmed Mamma Mia the uh, Mamma Mia the movie in in Greece, she decided to stay because she fell in love with a great taverna owner, me. So that's how the universe is the same sort of the, the two worlds sort of meet. Uh, and by staying there, she decided to transform this taverna into uh, an Abba-themed taverna. So it's a taverna where uh, we sing and sort of play Abba songs. Uh, but then within that, there's also the, 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 the actual story of the family going through a bit of a, 
a family drama. Uh, and uh, yeah, so that's it. So, and, but, so the, the character, my character is the owner. And so I got a little, I get, I get a lot of liberty and freedom. Uh, and also anything can happen because you got, you have a bunch of 500 very merry people uh, interacting with you constantly. So you've got your, you've got the script, but quite often you need to be able to sort of, yeah, work around it and, and uh, go with whatever they chuck at you, which is great. Like, um, I, I, I absolutely love it. So I'd say that's probably the best part I've ever had uh, so far. Uh, I mean, I've got to say, Jesus Christ is also a good a good part, right? You can't say Jesus Christ, in, mm-hmm. which I did with, obviously, the wonderful Emma King Farlow. Um, and um, that's actually probably how my uh, musical sort of uh, career really really started. Because I was, I always uh, sang, but I never studied sort of uh, uh, actual singing. We had a few hours, a couple of hours a week, I think, uh, drama school, but it wasn't a musical theatre course, it was an acting uh, course. Um, and right out of drama school, I did get a few, quite a few uh, musical auditions, but I never got past the second round. And um, and so I stopped sort of doing that for a while. And then this, uh, yeah, I got the... So, so they told me about the show that was happening nearby um, and in Barnes, which was quite close to Chiswick. Uh, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, why not? And uh, I, I sort of, I put myself up for the Pontius Pilot because there's like no way I can play. It's not, in, it's not in my range, and not. And uh, yeah, but somehow, Emma thought that I, it could be, yeah, uh, it could be different. So, and thanks to that, some some people uh, heard me and saw me in that. So they asked me to do a couple of uh, other things with them, and then other people saw me in that, and that's how it, it built from there. So, uh, big big thank you to. And looking funny. Go and go and listen to episode. 30. Oh, I don't remember the <laughs> 40, 40, 41. It's the Emma episode. It it's has no number. Yeah, so that's it. And um, but this this I really enjoy. Uh, you know, it's interesting because Tyler was saying how you really. You, you like the fact of like being able to have a more one take sort of when you're on set and, and uh, yeah. but uh, I agree but like there is some kind of masochistic pleasure in walking <laughs> that fine line uh, between success and utter failure that you have in theatre right because you're just like you're just there on a on a, on a tightrope and but I don't know it's 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 harder in singing obviously because you know, if you get it wrong, uh, singing or playing an instrument, it's it's hard. You, I think you can still make the most of it and somehow use it, but it's harder, I think. But with acting, I really enjoy if if something goes wrong to actually, yeah, just make it make it work and 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 so that's when real really magical moments I think um, happen. So yeah, so this idea of going out and having like yeah, a script that you follow, but that um, you know, people can you you be you can be like having this very very passionate and, and uh, personal discussion with between me and my wife, between me and my daughter, and then someone just walks in the middle because they need to go to Lou, 
And so she walks out in front, right in front of you. And uh, okay, yeah. And you just make sure that they're okay. Because, you know, uh, do we need to call an ambulance? And then you carry on with your uh, with your uh, speech. Uh, it's There was one one particular night. It was amazing. I was, so the, the taverna is really massive. Like, it's really, really big space. <clears throat> and on one side, there's a really big staircase that goes all the way up. And I'm up sort of one uh, flight of stairs and my wife, Steph, because my wife is downstairs. And we're having this, uh, you know, a heated debate. And uh, uh, and I see, because obviously I'm um, uh, uh, up high, so I can see this woman who, on the other, from the other side of the taverna, stands up and I'm talking to my wife and I'm just going, surely now it's just going to stop. And she's making all the way, she crosses the whole taverna and I'm sort of going, okay. And then she starts walking up the stairs. And at a point I'm going, Sorry, madam, are you okay? Because uh, do we, uh, she goes, oh, yeah, I need to go. I say, over, over there. The toilets are over there. But she made the whole crossing of the, of the taverna and up the, during us, you know, while we were having this, this, this really uh, heated conversation. Fantastic. Just love it. Love it. Uh, yeah. Real life. It really feels like real life. Um, That's so good. I, I mean, b- building onto that, because you'd mentioned, you know, the, the, it seems like you, you describe it as, as a high of either, you know, walking the, the thin line of yeah. messing up a, a line or a speech or completely nailing it and being enveloped in that feeling within that character. Is there a moment where you, you know, just, just flubbed a line and found your way back? Or uh, do you have one where it's more so you flubbed it and you just kind of improvised until you got to the <laughs> Uh, well yes Uh, now that i'm thinking about this particular show uh, there's one time when i just completely i said the wrong word uh, and i called my nephew um uh uh, this woman um but i was i wasn't talking to him i was talking to my wife but it was so quick that there was no way i just carried on like i was talking oh and, and, and i don't think anybody particularly uh uh noticed it uh one day one time i forgot my i was supposed to have a ticket and um so i have this uh i mean a really sort of outlandish costume as uh dionysus uh the greek god of wine and um i'm supposed to be talking to adam um my my (coughs) wife's nephew uh, and trying to get him to to get this ticket to leave and go back to london because i want sort of i want to get rid of him uh, and so I'm supposed to say, oh, um, be quick, you know, before you, before your, uh, your flight back to London. And at that point, I hand him over the, the ticket. And I'm supposed to have it in my, uh, <laughs> like a toga, when there's like a Roman, but, uh, in a white sheet. Uh, and so I go, you know, before, and it's not there, you know, before your flight, and I just do this, flight <laughs> back to London. And, <laughs> You just oh, like wish him well with your hands. Yeah, but I tell you what, I think I, I obviously I don't know, but I'm adamant that people thought there was a ticket. Just because my conviction was so strong that I produced a ticket and almost like blew it to him. Uh, yeah, of course they didn't see it, obviously, if people were listening. But I basically just made a gesture of like giving him the ticket with nothing coming out of my hand. But uh, um yeah, so that was that was one, like the idea of just, just keep going because yeah. if you believe it, they'll believe it. So uh, you know what I mean. You know what I mean, Tom. So uh, uh, yeah, 
another another moment which wasn't my my mistake but um um sometimes the audience get a bit handsy which mm. they shouldn't they shouldn't do that right they shouldn't do that so <clears throat> at that point so uh it's towards the end of the show just before uh there's a finale when with loads of music and loads of it's almost like a, it becomes like a, a, a disco really and i'm about to announce the big finale so you you uh, have to imagine around 500 people all up because we've been dancing by that point i encourage them to dance with us and, and move around i'm there's a big fountain right at the in, at the center of the taverna all lights on me and i'm about to go ladies and gentlemen finally it's time for a wonderful show so everybody's attention is on me as i'm saying ladies and gentlemen nikos taverna somebody slaps my butt and then I see this woman sort of giggling and running back. <laughs> so I just stopped and I just went, why did you touch my butt? <laughs> she was like, oh, uh, my, my, my friend dared me to it. But you shouldn't touch my butt. Yeah. My butt is sacred. Only my wife can touch my butt. <laughs> and then back to, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we're proudly, we proudly present. But obviously it resonated. There was a bit like, oh, because everyone was like listening to what I was saying. So what a, what a perfect time for her to do that. Like yeah. when I could actually make a real meal out of it. And hopefully she's learned her lesson that she shouldn't right. do that. Um, <laughs> oh my goodness. That was handled with an impeccable amount of class yeah. on your part. <laughs> Thank you very much. so clever. <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you do? Like, because... Um, because we had, we had we'd had a few problems before, so I didn't want to let it go. Um, but also, you don't want the, the the show to sort of like you don't want to make it into uh, big of a deal because obviously we need to carry on, and it's towards the end. Everybody has is supposed to have a great time. So the only thing I came up with was asking her why, and then just come <laughs> up with this ridiculous line of "My butt is sacred." Um, and, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's that, that you know that is great fun because obviously or everybody else like was really really pissing themselves going i can't believe you just we actually said that in, you know and like, yeah well you know, that's what you do that's what you do how long has this been i mean you know barring the pandemic how long has the show yeah. been running yeah so we ran from um Jill, uh, sorry uh, we opened in september September 2019 to March 2020. Okay. And um, yeah, and we're just going to open again, hopefully keep going. To, right. Uh, like, yeah, tickets are selling really, really well. And, uh, and it's one of those shows that people come, we have people coming back three, four times to watch it. And, and it's, not, it's not cheap, obviously, but the reason is that you get a full meal. So it's almost like, yeah, you, you get a four-course meal and then also a show. Um, and um, so it's a full night out, really. Um, and uh, and people, even though, yeah, it's, you know, it's a bit more expensive but uh, than just going to see one show, but um, people come come back. And, um, and yeah, so I think hopefully it'll, it'll, run, it'll run for a while. How do you... Uh 
try to keep your characters fresh. You know, I know a lot of people come like Tyler, you know, saying how he likes to do the, the piece and kind of move on, you know, in film, mm-hmm. whereas in theater, you're running for months at a time, years at a time, whatever. What do you do to keep your, your characters fresh? Um, the, uh, the good thing about the show is that it's always fresh because sure. anything can happen and every night really is uh, different because depending on what the audience give back to you when you're so close to them, um, your performance changes and there's always challenges. You know, sometimes um, if, if I've been doing something for, for, for quite a long time, I, I like to give myself almost like a couple of obstacles to keep myself uh, on my toes and and um, but you, you don't need to really don't need to with this show because uh, the audience provide uh, <laughs> enough uh, sort of uh, not obstacles but can you know uh, things to be aware of and um, uh, so that you you're, you're always on your toes. Um, I I well first of all I like to repeat my lines every every show before the show so before the show I would go. Uh, back to the there's like it's on three levels so we got up to the uh, to the uh, highest level and look down and first of all get a sense of the um, um, of the taverna who, who is where uh, you know how uh, where we got you know the, the most people and how they're distributed uh, around um, and also repeat um, all the whole show before out loud before I do it and it's almost like I don't know whether that makes me feel like. I really can forget about it. So, um, so it is fresh because it allows me to be just in the moment, having done that. Right? Because if if uh, I I feel like I know my part inside out, back to front, um, I can really just sort of clear my head and just be there and and uh, respond to you know what uh, my. Uh, my, my my colleagues uh, are giving me and uh, uh, yeah so uh, otherwise as I said yeah sometimes you just like to uh, I don't know say try and try a line a different way or uh, try um, although I've been uh, I've been reined in a few times because I the reason basically I got <laughs> I got this uh, I got this job was that. Um, would you, do you want to hear I got this job? It's a, it's a very it's yeah, a great story. absolutely. Great story. Okay, so as I said before, I would never. It never happened to me to go past a second round of auditions for musicals, as in not fringe, of course, but like in uh, big productions. Um, and I saw this the breakdown for this for Nikos for the character on Spotlight, which is the uh, British uh, equivalent on IMDb, isn't it? Um, but um, it's a casting website, basically. Uh, it's a database. And when it, when the break the breakdown came through, it, it said um, it, it basically explained a little bit about the show and also about the character. It was supposed to be, be Greek, uh, be comfortable uh, with impro, be comfortable with uh, some sort of interacting with people, uh, um, and sort of quite a big, big uh, character, uh, large in the life, but. 55 plus or from 50 uh, plus in terms of years so i was like ah shame um it's, it's uh, yeah nothing me never mind and then maybe a, a month later my agent calls me and goes you've got an audition for this 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 show and i was like oh i remember this how weird that 
okay, uh, maybe uh, you know, uh, my pet shots uh, show <laughs> I'm like 20 years old and well, actually, yeah. uh, um, <laughs> but fine, I'll take it. Who cares? You know, money's money. So I, uh, I, I know, fine. I'm gonna go and do it. But actually, uh, I was I was being seen for Fernando, who is one of the other characters, uh, and is a younger character. First cover, Nikos. So it was for Fernando as the as the main my main my main role, and then uh, cover cover Nikos. So I go to the first edition, and it's a singing edition, and they want to they want to hear a, a pop song. And I, uh, I'm just not a, a pop singer, really. Uh, I'm much more kind of, uh, yeah, sort of class. My, my sound is a classical sound. And I think legit is the appropriate term, legit musical theatre. So um, I go, you know what? I'm going to do just a song that I love and then I really enjoy, rather than worrying about is this particularly good for the part or whatever. Uh, so at least I'm going to have fun singing it. So I sang uh, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road by El. Sir Elton John, but the Sarah Bareilles version, Ooh. which is amazing. I haven't heard it. Go and listen to it. She's she's incredible. So I was like, I'm going to do that. Obviously, I'm going to take it down a couple of tones because um, she's she's singing quite high. So I go in, I sing it. You know, I'm happy. I've done it. About let's go. That's going to be it. They, you know, they're not going to look for me. I'm not. I'm not right for the part. And they go, okay, okay, yeah. Um, have you got something pop? And I was like, well, mate, that, that was pop. So that didn't go well at all. Because if they think that was legit, I, and I thought I was singing the pop best I've ever, I've ever sang, that's not going to be, I've sung them, it's not going to be good. But no, no, something else. Okay, I'll go, well, I think I've got Don't Stop Me Now uh, in somewhere. <laughs> okay, so let's, let's do that. So I start singing Don't Stop Me Now. And the pianist goes, play, 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 stops and goes, um, uh, there's a sheet missing. And I go, oh, okay, I'm so sorry, so, so sorry. Must be at the back somewhere. I haven't sung this one in a while. Okay, okay, it's fine, I'll find it. Searches for it. Okay, let's start again. Go past the previous point, but two bars later, stops and goes, um, there's another page missing. I'm just dying on my ass. So I just go, um, I'm, yeah, I'm so sorry. Uh, I don't know. And then the panel goes, never mind, never mind. This doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because we heard, you know, you sang, you sang the one before. And, you know, we know you can sing. And we heard, you know, the, the tone. Just wanted to hear a bit more of a uh, uh, pop sound. And, yeah, it, it's fine. Thank you very much. That's enough. And I go out and I just go, that was horrific. Uh, just horrible, horrible. Um, I stopped to tell one of the other guys outside, going, "You won't believe what I just did. That was the most atrocious mission I've ever uh, done." And as I do that, the, the musical director comes out for, uh, I think, a toilet break, and he passes me by, and he just taps me on the shoulder and goes, "Well done." And I go, okay. okay. <laughs> and then I get the, the call back, and they go, "Come back," and I was like, "Right." Um, and I, it's a dance call. I do the dance call, and I, I get recall and then uh, I get the acting uh, one and I go in and I got a scene. So for the scene, I research the accent, I research the character, I bring in a few Greek words. So I start sort of learning uh, some Greek to fit in, in there uh, in, in after a couple of lines. And also I improvise a, a few things because the breakdown said being able to improvise, being able to sort of uh, go off script and, and just that. So I might as well just do that. 
so I do that and I um, they also ask me about what I'm doing in, 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 like when I'm not acting and I say I, I'm a teacher I'm a yoga teacher and so I'm used to, I teach Bikram yoga so I'm, I'm used to teaching 60 people in a room so I've got no problem with being around people and and, and interacting with them and I can tell you the stuff that happens in a Bikram class you know in, it can be quite interesting to deal with so um, yeah so that was it and then I got another one and then on the fifth recall it's the final recall so i'm miserable because so far i've loved this so much and i know that after this one that's going to be it because i'm still not ready uh, uh right for the job so i'm just gonna, so so everybody's coming in and they all know each other and they're all uh, you know loving and smiling and doing you know chit-chatting away and i'm just in a corner miserable and um yeah so i uh, i go in i do exactly the same thing um, and I meet Sandy Todsvik, who uh, adapted the script, and which is a, a, an incredible uh, writer, director, stand-up comedian, and presenter. She presents um, a couple of uh, programs. Also, uh, actually, uh, the British Bake Off. She presented it for a, uh, for a couple of years. Um, so, really, really big, uh, big uh, personality. So, I, uh, I, I meet her. She's in there. It's great. And uh, but I go away, and I'm miserable. So I go to the gym just to sort of get, uh, not think about that. And then I get a call from my agent going, I'm just calling to hear whether you want to do, you want to be Nikos and then we had a party. And I just go, oh, it's amazing. I mean, I can't believe it. It's crazy, incredible. For one split second, I'm thinking, why did he say you want to be Nikos and not you want to be Fernando? Mm. Obviously cover Nikos. But I'm like, that, that's what he meant. That's what he meant. He meant, if you want to be in Mamma Mia, the party covering nickels. So call my mom, call my, my parents, call my wife. Ah, that was a Friday night. On a Saturday morning, um, the producer, or one of the associate producers of the show, used to come to my yoga classes. I didn't know that he was involved. So we only met in the room on the fourth audition, second to last. And he was as surprised as me to, to, to meet me there, to see me there. I was, we were both like, oh, I can't believe that. Yeah, uh, we're here. So on the morning, I'm teaching. In the morning, no, it was the afternoon. Uh, Saturday afternoon, I'm teaching. And he turns up. And he comes up the stairs. And I'm just going, I go to say hello and shake his hand because I didn't have a chance to do that at the, in the room. So I go, uh, thank you so much. Uh, you know, I'm sorry I didn't have a chance to, to say hello properly. But uh, it's amazing. And he goes, yeah, yeah, well done. Because you really, you really changed their minds. And I was like, oh, God. I'm, I'm, I am still in the show. Right? What, what does that mean? Then he was like, yeah, yeah, because they were, they were adamant that they wanted a, a real Greek uh, person. Um, but then, you know, you came in and they really loved you. And, and I was like, no, hang on, but I'm still, I'm still covering Nikos. And, and he was like, no, 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 you got, you got the role. You got the, you got the lead. You're the lead. And, and so it was a double, like, and I had to teach in five minutes. So God knows what I said during that class. But uh, how, what, a, what a great story, right? Because uh, uh, it was a double for once. It was a double, oh, amazing, oh, amazing. I can't believe it's even better than I, than I thought after, uh, I don't know how many auditions where it was just like a, a no from the start or, yeah, or like maybe getting close but not, not getting it. So it, it just shows you that it's meant to, when it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And there's actually talking of uh, uh, yoga, there's always a, uh, this happens in, in, in a yoga class, specifically in a Bikram class, that you've got that one or two or three 
posture is there, you always go, there's, there's never going to happen. There's no chance. And you try on the first class and it's so hard, so hard. And then a week later, it's so hard. And a month later, it's even harder. And then, I don't know, two years, three years, four years on, one day you're in class and that posture just happens. And you just go, how, what? Why, how am I able to do this? And, and of course, you forget all the, you know, all the work you, you put in uh, for those three or, or four years or so. So I feel like it was exactly the same. Like all those years of sort of struggling, but sort of keep uh, managing to keep going. And then that, that one, they really wanted me. You know, that was, I was really, really right for the job. And it's because then after, you know, afterwards, I talked to the director and she was like, you know, you, of course, we thought you were a bit young, young for the part, but because you, um, like you were able to to play with the script so well, I think we really we we thought it could really work. You know, you could really make it work. And actually, they thought I was British. So the reason why they didn't, they were like, because they were adamant that they wanted a Greek person. But then they were like, but if we have a British actor who can do the accent and is convincing and is going to be able to sort of use the the the, the script uh, uh, and the lines better, and I was like, ha. Ah, the irony. Mm-hmm. That's it. So oh that was goodness. Story. That's an amazing story. <laughs> I love that. Brilliant. Yeah, great. I, uh, I'm pleased because I find it. I find it quite sort of quite interesting and, and uh, yeah, um, uplifting in a way. Definitely for me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, it's uh, the the old adage in especially acting, I guess, and anything as well. Once you just become comfortable that maybe, you know, this is just your progress and you're not looking at that end game anymore, something happens, you know, like you said, the yoga posture or you saying, and I love hearing these stories too, when, especially if it's a prep for an audition, you say, you know what, I'm just going to, I'll throw in this song. I don't even, I don't care, whatever. We'll, we'll, We'll make it work. And then that's, almost always when something happens isn't that so weird <laughs> you're absolutely right absolutely right and possibly that's it possibly they sort of they saw from the start that i yeah. I, I managed to convey sort of the sense of being comfortable and, and, and confident whereas if i'd chosen uh, a different song and i probably had to learn it in the, you know uh, the previous two days or whatever i wouldn't have been as as uh, comfortable with that with that and wouldn't have been able to uh, express uh, yeah, yeah uh, being able to actually be in command of a room in a way so definitely, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, is there uh, a role that, or I guess not even a specific role, but a type of character that you'd like to play in the future that you haven't had a chance to kind of dive into yet? I'm going to be as specific as I can. <laughs> I'm going to be playing. <clears throat> this is it. I'm going to be playing, right? Guido Contini in Nine the Musical in the first European full-scale production of Nine, the musical. Uh, yeah, so Guido Contini is, uh, there's never been, I don't know whether you know the musical, but it's a musical based on Federico Fellini, the director, the film director, and uh, <clears throat> and his movie, Eight and a Half. So the show is called Nine, the musical, uh, by Maury Yeston. And um, he, uh, so uh, there's never been, um, uh, yeah, a full-scale uh, European uh, premiere of the uh, of the musical. Uh, it's an American musical, so there was 
the the original one um, was with uh, had Raul uh, Raul in it, so he played Guido. Okay. Uh, you know, yeah, and um, uh, Banderas played him in two thousand three, um, and in um, in there was one production in London years back. Jonathan Price. Uh, but it was just a concert version of it, so it was. Oh, okay. It might have been at the Royal Albert Hall, actually. I think, and it was. Just, but it was just, yeah, just the music. So um, my my plan, my goal, my plan uh, is the yeah to one day hopefully do that. Uh, it's yeah, it's 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 an amazing part, and uh, I've been singing. I've been singing one of the songs as my go-to, my standard song for musical. Uh, uh, audition since I was yeah since I came out of drama school so um, it's it's yeah it's it's within me now it's part it's part of me almost um, um, and uh, yeah. so you know I said it here first guys said it here first so we'll, we'll see we're gonna happens. manifest it for you yeah I I <laughs> love I love that affirmation and I think yeah. every everybody who's in the arts needs to start doing that instead of saying maybe one day no just say I will be you know. And uh, so I, I'm not familiar with the the play. I am familiar with the director, but I yeah. this just goes to show like where my mind went. Uh, yeah. I'm only familiar with was that the same uh, film production they had? I think it was 2009. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sorry. Yeah, absolutely was that okay? Not. So it was adapted. Okay, I just want to make sure I was on the same page. I, I, that's like the yeah. closest I've gone to theater. You're uh, absolutely <laughs> right. So, so the movie. Yeah. is based on the musical which is based Perfect. on uh the real the real person um, oh. and uh yeah so um it yeah it, it, you, you watch it yeah you saw the, you saw the movie or... i did yeah so i uh throughout uh high school into college i worked for a movie theater and you know the only awesome. really benefit was free popcorn and watching movies for free so that was one of those <laughs> that you know i said oh this this looks interesting i'll, I'll go check it out and i remember having fun with it so i sure. Yeah, you you said it here first. We're going to see you in that project. There Stephanie you and I will have free tickets because we know you so well. And Absolutely, no. I, I mean, that's the least I can do. What is it about that role that like yeah. attracts you so much? Um, well, I, I I guess you know his uh, his name is well. The, Guido is based on Federico Fellini. My name is Federico. So just for that, I should get it. You know. Uh, yep. Uh huh. Um, totally. <laughs> Also, Fellini was born in Rimini. I was born in Modena, which is probably maybe a couple of hours from it's in the same region, Emilia-Romagna. So again, come on. He died in 1981. I was born in 1980. Come on. It's it's just there in the oh, stuff. Oh, yes. Uh, also, also um, it, yeah, well, <clears throat> it, it, the role is an Italian man uh, struggling, going through a, um, uh, um, uh, a midlife crisis and um, basically... Uh, feeling like he's lost, you know, he plays this. The, the character is this incredible uh, film director who's lost his magic. So mm-hmm. he uh, feels like he can't um, produce anything worth watching anymore, and um, and he's also exhausted uh, because that's all he does. Uh, but he's also quite often sidetracked by women. So uh, the original production was just uh, it was written for one man and the entire rest of the cast is female so they're all women um and so yeah it's him going through his life from when he was a kid 
uh, and his relationship with his mother, sort of difficult relationship, but also the relationship with women that he met throughout his life, uh, and uh, and the idea that how do you come out the other side, you know, when you feel like there's nothing else you can do that's worth doing, uh, if you're not feeling like feeling like you're not able to uh, to do what you used to uh, be able to do so well, how do you how do you get there? How do you get uh, over it? Uh, and it's I mean amazing music, beautiful uh, beautiful music, quite complex. Uh, Maury Eston tends to write really really sort of uh, interesting and, and complex um, songs. So it's a pleasure to to sing them as well. Um, so yeah, that's what um, really sort of yeah uh, makes me think. I'd I'd love to do it. I'd love to do it. And I am planning to do it, as, as, we, as we've established. Yep, it is. I'm writing on the calendar here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. There you go. Now, and, there we go. All right. How long are you giving me? Two years, you said. How long? Uh, let's let's give it uh, maximum five years. Maximum five. That's a good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is, it, could, it could happen later on. You can age into the role a little bit more. But, no, you know, you start five years from now and you just, you know, you keep that role going. Mm-hmm. You win all these yeah. awards and then you just <laughs> mention us in your speech. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and then you guys have your own TV show. Not on the, you know, and then I can come on your uh, TV show. Yes. Yeah, late, late Night with Stefan Tyler. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Perfect. Oh, that will be absolutely incredible. I uh, I think we could run Jimmy Fallon out of, yeah. <laughs> out of his Bloody station. No chance for, for Jimmy and for both Jimmy. Oh Jimmy's. my goodness! Uh, love it, love it. I think I think we should uh, sort of visualize uh, manifest that too. Yes, Perfect. Perfect. vision board. <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, what do you? what's something that you've learned over the course of your career that you think is important to share with, um, you know, uh, young actors or people who are struggling or just don't really have any concept of what it means to, to work in this industry. Like it could be a piece of advice or just something that, you know, you've discovered that you think is important to share. Yeah. Um, I'm going to quote uh, Diane Niad. I think that's how you pronounce her name. Um, <clears throat> who was the first person to... I should have prepared me for this, but she swam Florida, Cuba in open waters and it's the, first, it's the only person who's ever done that. How old do you think she was? Wasn't she in her 50s? 64. Holy moly. And she has a couple of amazing speeches on TED, TED Talks, actually. Um, and the first one is when, for the upteenth time, she tried that and she failed. And then the second one is when actually she makes it. And she explains how she tried that in her 30s when she thought she was at the peak of her um, physical uh, strength and stamina and energy. Um, and she just couldn't do it. Um, so she says, find a way, find a way. Um, and this, the first talk is, I think, even more inspirational than the second talk, you know, the one that where she doesn't make it because she, it starts out like um, she 
structures it as if the end is, and I made it because everything was right. I did this right. I did this right. I did this right. I felt it. I was there. I manifested it. I was on the shore before getting into the waters. I could see myself on the other side. I could see myself um, touching land and coming up people greeting me. I get in the water after not how many hours, two or three hours, massive jellyfish uh, stings me. I'm like in, in the water, like riding, but I carry on. Second jellyfish stings me. They have to bring me up on the, on the boat and almost like resuscitate me and it's over. So it's this idea of, um, oh, I, feel, I feel it, I feel this is it, this is it, this is it, this is it. And yet sometimes that is, it's not even, that's not even possible when you feel like that, when, it, when you feel like everything is going your way because something completely unpredictable can happen um but she says and that's when you if you really want it and if you really um feel like you belong uh, there you need to find a way and it can be any way you want but there is a way for you to do it and um look for it sort of uh, spend some, and if it means that you need to take a break from that for a while and and invest in something else but with the idea of i'm still doing that because my goal is eventually to be either an actor or a director or uh, do that um and and every you know everybody obviously obviously is different so there is a different way for for everyone and of course she was like i'm 64 and I'm absolutely sure what Adam and then I'm now at the peak of my, uh, I'm at my peak of my, you know, my performance is the best it's ever been. So age really doesn't, doesn't matter. Um, so yeah, find a way, find a way. And, uh, and I think sort of, I, that's what I've been trying to do uh, to, you know, um, it, there was a moment where um, I, wouldn't, I wasn't getting any auditions at all. And so I started writing my own things and I, I shot, uh, produced, directed and, and acted in a few shorts. And, uh, and uh, you know, and a lot of people, uh, other actors do that, right? Because you need to make your own work, really. Um, but again, that meant that I get to know um, uh, sort of different people and uh, I got more connections and uh, I felt... Like I was in control, I think that's really good as well. It's really important to feel like for once you are in control of what you're doing and not just waiting around um, uh, for a phone call. Um, and that gives you power. That gives you sort of self-confidence. And um, um, and yeah, and then I trained, you know, as a as a Bikram teacher um, because I felt like that was something else that I really loved and I was really passionate about. Uh, and so I was like, why not? You know, they can have that and they can do that. And, and then I trained and I became a, a personal trainer um, two or three years back. Um, and that was a, was a lifesaver because that's what I've been doing for the last 14, 16 months. So just before um, everything really locked down for real over here, um, I set up my um, online fitness coaching business and uh, that's what I've been doing. So uh, programs for, for people that they can follow on their own or just I can I do like uh, Zoom um, sessions and uh, and again especially as an actor uh, interacting with people and 
having to sort of uh, improvise well, then, uh, it's always good it's a great great way to keep you you know uh, again keep you on your toes and, and uh, you're ready to to perform um, and I also try to use every bit in class as my own personal captive audience for my new material as a stand-up comedian so that's what they get <laughs> they they can't leave because that's the rule you can't leave the room so they, you just need to stay there sweat and also listen to my dribble but right but um yeah so that's that's what i do yeah <laughs> that was going to be a question of mine early on was how many times have you used Bikram to <laughs> test out new material or, you know a, a fun <laughs> accent here and there just to see how it goes yeah, you know yeah yeah absolutely absolutely and and uh like the thing is I mean, some people hate it some people hate me as a teacher which is fun <laughs> <laughs> um but <laughs> like you can have you ever tried Bikram or hot yoga but Bikram mm -mm. Is I sweat. I what? sweat walking outside into the sunlight. So, <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, yeah. So it's you know it can get quite intense and it can get quite um, the, the mood can be a bit um, heavy. So sometimes it's good to just you know come up with something ridiculous and um, and see what the reaction is. Uh, sometimes it's just leave me alone, shut up, stop talking. Other times is well, actually I. And that made me laugh because it's so like this morning I said, <laughs> I said, um, I was trying to because what I what I tend to do is I tend to be, say something that is actually has some kind of value, but then I feel like it's you know it's not really me, so I need to sort of put some kind of ridiculous thing at the end. So I think this morning was about oh, yeah, so <clears throat> um, if quite often if you and it was actually because my wife had talked class before and I practiced it and she had the same kind of um sort of exchange asking someone to do something and they just went no I can't do it. my 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 body doesn't work like that um and of course it's first of all it's unlikely it, we're not asking you to I don't know uh, bring your foot underneath your chin from from behind it's not it wasn't a crazy thing it was just a, a uh, but often that's quite often what, how, what people feel like they physically they can't do that so um, and so in my mind as a practice I was like um, for them as it was for me like uh, we've been all been there quite often we see some postures or some movements as impossible right but we, we but we need to try we need to be able to actually work towards it you know you don't come to a quite, actually I think that's the problem. Quite, uh, quite often, people think they need to come to a yoga class and already being able to do stuff. And to then, you, you know, you shouldn't come to a class and show us, us teach you what you can do. We're not interested in that. We're interested in sort of helping you sort of um, uh, improve your flexibility, to be your strength, your stomach. So, so when I was teaching, I had uh, one lady. So I gave a correction to a lady, and, and she kind of looked at me, going, "There's no way. There's no way I can do that." So while they were in Savasana, so they were resting, I went, um, you know, of course, quite often when we're in class, we can uh, see a posture as impossible or a movement impossible to do. And we as teachers, we're only ever going to ask you to do the impossible. Hmm. And of course, there was a moment of, oh, I thought you would say possible. I said impossible, actually. 
And I was like, yeah, no, I mean, we, we expect you to do the possible, but we're going to ask you to do the impossible because it's impossible now, but, you know, in a few days or in a few weeks or in a few months and a few years, it doesn't matter. What was impossible becomes possible. Because mm. even impossible, it's spelled I'm possible. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I think it's something like hashtag motivation for Sunday or something like that. Uh, Sunday motivation or something like that. Uh, and and there, was, there was like, it was great because it was like, ah, oh. so, yeah, <laughs> then, oh. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's what I, I like to do sometimes to keep me, keep myself sort of entertained as well. I love it. <laughs> yeah, you, just, you know, keep pushing yourself. And uh, yeah. if we ever find ourselves on that side of the Atlantic, Steph and I are going to take a Bikram yoga oh, class. No. Guys, yeah. absolutely. It'll be a pleasure. And <laughs> Steph will make you will use... deal with the heat and with the sun so much better. Yeah, I will right, use to... all the towels. I'm just going to make like, a towel <laughs> path around. You're ready. You're ready. Yeah. So Absolutely. another thing we, we ask all of our guests, I'm sure you heard, you know, in Emma and Amy's episodes, do you have, because you've shared so many just crazy stories already, but do you have a top tier, this is your go-to story for uh, your, your best moment while performing or your worst experience performing? It could be either or, but do you have a story that fits into that dynamic that you could share with us? Yes, I do. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm starting to, like, I need to figure out how to word it so that it's, oh boy. you know, no. <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> during the during the show, and the reason I said in, in, uh, before that uh, earlier on that I go up to the sort of top tier and then look down to see what the um, uh, what the taverna looks like on that particular show is that because during um, during the show, one I had to pick out uh, a particularly um, I don't know. Um, garish outlandish shirt man in a shirt and make a little joke about him um, and so i say oh he looks so great because i'm trying to get my daughter to forget about adam and so i say what about all these other lovely guys around here uh you know, look at this guy oh he looks great uh, even in that terrible shirt mm-hmm. and there's the, the laugh and so that's what I do. I go up and I look for that, and then um, I choose my victim. And I go, that's, that's the person I uh, use. And then I do the show, and usually it's fine. And so on this particular night, I go up, I look, and I found the person. Great, that guy, perfect. And uh, the moment arrives, and I go, ah, uh, oh, you know, what about all these other people? Look, oh, look at this, uh, this gentleman here. And as I say, this gentleman, <gasps> it's, it's not a gentleman. Mm. Now, the thing is, <laughs> and now it's fine because it could have been mm-hmm. that she was identifying as a, it was identifying as a gentleman. So that would have been fine. Mm-hmm. The problem is that I saw her turn to her friend, go, goes, he just called me a gentleman. And I go, <sighs> so I can, I just, and I, but the, the fact is that, again, it's one of those moments where 500 people are looking at you and so are looking at the person I'm speaking to. 
So I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm just saying my lines by going more like, <laughs> and <laughs> Julia, uh, Julia Imba, who plays my daughter, Costantina, she just, she's just going, what is going on? What is he doing? How is it going to come up? But you know, I managed somehow to blur out a few things and uh, go backstage. So that I, after that line, luckily, I, I, I have to get out. So I get off stage. And I'm absolutely mortified. I'm abs- like uh, the the costume. Um, uh, one of the costume ladies uh, is there uh, to help me, and I don't think she's. Yeah, she's quite concerned because I'm like, I'm almost crying, and I'm uh, like in, uh, uh, doubled over, sitting down, going, I can't believe I put that woman through all that. It's it, absolutely horrible, absolutely horrible, and. Um, but you have to carry on. You have to carry on with the show. So uh, I like it was bright. I can I could feel I feel like my my face going blowing up. So I must have been like red or purple. Uh, and uh, yeah, just have to take a few breaths and then go out and then uh, finish off the 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 show. But actually, I didn't finish off the show. So what I did was that um, there's two intervals, and so in between the the, the during the first interval. Uh, I bought the table a bottle of champagne and I went up there and as Nikos, so mm-hmm. as the character, I said, uh, ladies, I've got to say, I think I made a mistake. I'm really sorry. Didn't realize that, but please have this champagne on, on the house and uh, have a great time. And they loved it. They really enjoyed it. And the lady was absolutely fine. And um, yeah, but that was, uh, I think, I think it was the worst moment. I think it was the worst moment because <laughs> of the, uh, because there was no way of hiding it. Right. I, I don't think people understood exactly what was happening, but, but a lot of people did probably, and most importantly, she did. Uh, but she, like, she didn't, yeah, she didn't mind. She found it really funny. And uh, she had a, basically, she had short hair. She had a really sort of uh, 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 male-looking haircut and a, a, a male shirt. It looked like, like a flowery male shirt. So from the distance, it looked like that. And as soon as, but as I said, that's why as soon as I, Turned around, I was much closer than being up the top, and I was down. Oh, right. Oh man. Maybe, okay. maybe if you that situation happens again, uh, uh, Nikos is actually a very liberal man, and he would rather even have his daughter be with a woman instead of absolutely. this terrible. No, exactly that. <laughs> You're absolutely right. That's what I thought. Because obviously, the, the good thing is that if that happens exactly, then you're you're ready in a way for the next time. And that's exactly what I thought. Yeah. And it could come out as, uh, it doesn't matter, you know, woman, as long as it's not Adam, it's actually <laughs> fun. Uh, but it was so, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, crushingly embarrassing uh, at, that, at that time. And I just really felt bad for, 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 the, for the lady, for the person that I couldn't come up with, like, you know, I couldn't be as quick. Yeah. <laughs> because obviously you have all, all the options in your head going, what is... What I can say, then it's not even worse than I just said. So, uh, so uh, I just preferred going with just blurting out lines, not making uh, much sense, and then uh, going off. Um, oh my god! Yeah, you know what? It happens all the time. I I work behind a bar most of the week, so right. if I'm not looking up at somebody yet when I greet them because I'm doing something else, and when I look up, I may say something else, but. For the last three years, I've called everyone yeah. dude, <laughs> dude, or uh, or 
Haas, something very <laughs> nondescript and yeah, yeah. oblong. Yeah, so they can they can be offended, but I didn't call you anything specific. Absolutely I just right. called you something. <laughs> uh, so I uh, gray area. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, yeah, no, you exactly. handled that beautifully, though. That's it's so sweet that you gave them a bottle of champagne yeah. and apologize in character too. You know, like, yeah. That's, so that's why that's why uh, I thought the only thing I can do at this is to uh, apologize yeah. but make it as if it's real as if it's mm-hmm. part of the show because in that case uh, <laughs> it's nikos not having you know made, uh, having made a mistake and it's nikos apologizing that's another uh, um uh, like something else that happens quite often is that uh because we are asked to uh, go around in, in during the intervals very quickly to greet uh, the guests greet the audience as if obviously as if I'm the owner so I go and say is everything okay are you enjoying the um, the food and um, very very often people go that's I, I'm loving the show so much thank you so much and I just go what's up well, so I started there so the end and they go no 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 but uh, no it's great it's great uh, what's your real name and I go Nikos no 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 but like your your real name Nikos Papadopoulos <laughs> um, and and so and generally generally they just go all right all right okay fair enough uh, and they enjoy. but this woman once on the on the staircase around the back she was like no no seriously what is it and I'm going no uh, that's that is my name no n- nobody's around here you can tell me nobody's <laughs> nobody's watching us and like, um, I don't know what you're talking about it's it's Nikos and I was born in Scopolos it's like for real. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then she left. <laughs> and I was like, but the brilliant thing was that obviously we got mics, right? Yeah. And the sound guys need to check. Obviously, that the mics are working, so they do a quick run of the mics uh, for uh, uh, all of us. The production is incredible, by the way. Like uh, top people working uh, with us, so really state of the art uh, sound and, and design and, and uh, lights. And uh, so I go back to uh, to the sound booth because that's where I normally hang out now. Uh, though you used to hang out when uh, before starting the second act. And Laura is laughing. Uh, uh, her ass is going. I just I'm so sorry. I was doing a check. I promise I wasn't just listening, uh, listening in. But uh, like uh, chance was that I, I was actually listening, doing your mic check when you met that woman. And I love the fact that you just didn't drop it. You just went <laughs> no. I'm just going to stick to it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, why? Like, the more she was going on, the, 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 uh, the more she was wanting, making me want to sort of carry on. I was like, right. this is ridiculous. Just play with, like, you were here. You paid money to be in a show. Right. Just pretend that you're in a show. What, why do you want to know my, do you want to know my name? Buy the brochure. It's seven right. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, yeah, but she was like, I love, like, I don't think she was like, I think everybody else would just gone, okay, fair, fine. I, it's fair. <laughs> But you just didn't let up. I was like, no, no, that's. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. You know, when I'm, you know, when I'm in, I'm in. Right, yeah. you know, there's no. And and the, when I when I get like family or friends, uh, that's a bit harder. But what I do is that I greet them, but then I. I manage to, to um, uh, keep in character more or less and uh even though it's obviously they, they i'm a bit more tactile than you know i have 
And I always say something, oh, I know you from here, I know you from there. And then I kind of wink and then I go, um, actually, I might come round properly round after the show. And they go, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, cool. So I wait for after the show and I come back as a, as a normal, normal human, more or less. They would be good people to pick on too for that shirt bit or whatever. You can come I up had, with that. I, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A few of my friends uh, ended up being the yeah the the victim, um, and they yeah they enjoyed. We got, we got a really interesting. I got a really interesting review um, after one night, and uh, one of the staff because uh, there's also obviously real uh, waiting staff, uh, but they're also quite often actors, and they get to join us in the main choreography and. And they get to interact with us, so they 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 enjoy it as well. Uh, but they actually work really hard. Uh, so absolutely, you know, massive massive thank you to them because they uh, they have to handle 500 people, not quite often, fairly as I said, fairly merry by the end of the, uh, the evening. And uh, you know, they just need to keep working, which is amazing. So we had this great review, by the way. It wasn't great. It was uh, it was really bad. But uh, what happened is that when I picked the person on, you know, uh, it, one of the one of the staff. Uh, sent me a text the next day going, by the way, you've got this review. And it was, wasn't particularly complimentary about me because they were saying that they were having an amazing time. They were having a great uh, evening with, uh, um, with his uh, wife and mother. And then this guy, Nikos, came around and made a comment about his shirt and really ruined his evening. And he, he wanted to leave. And then his wife went, don't leave but there's no need for it he, he, he sent in a review she convinced me that i should just chill out uh so i stayed um but it's almost like he said it's almost like he left a kind of honey on me that i couldn't get off now <laughs> i think that was like he was figuratively he wasn't speaking about, I, I, I washed my hands thoroughly uh but what he meant was that i i think i sort of compromised in a way his the way he felt um which I was really sorry about, but you know everybody generally laughs, laughs mm-hmm. it off, mm-hmm. and it's fun. But to me, it was an amazing review. Actually, that's why I was saying it was good because he said there was this guy Nichols. So he didn't say yeah. the guy who plays Nichols. So he thought I was a real person. If that's not a five star review for an actor, right? If you right. Get confused, oh, right? That's it. So I was like, oh, I'm going to hang on to that. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna say no. It's actually a great review because he thought I was actually real. I was actually the owner of the taverna. And then, <laughs> yeah. that is a glorifying review for any actor. That's your it. name yeah. not mentioned. Your character's name mentioned. First person, like that's the first person in there. I agree. <laughs> oh my goodness! I feel like we could talk to you all day. Do you? I mean, obviously, Mamma Mia, the party. But is there anything else uh, you would like to promote um, or share with our listeners to kind of keep an eye out for that you're working yeah, on? Thank you. Uh, so I've got um, a short film that I'm shooting uh, in August, and a feature film as well. I'm not sure I'm allowed to say too much about the feature film, but the short film is called High Pitch Short and uh, High Pitch. Sorry, and it's a short film, High Pitch, uh, and it's about tinnitus. Uh, and uh, a friend of mine wrote it, and he has tinnitus but he's managed to create a really beautiful beautiful little um, film about this issue and again he found a way right he found a way with what he what he had what he was suffering from and um uh, yeah so uh, i think it's going to be from the center festivals first but it might uh, hopefully end up uh, online so high pitch um and david michael david michael and zach cook are the 
uh, writer and director and um, camera op and uh, and director as well. I think they're co-directing. So it's like this, they're the two other uh, the, uh, sort of um, uh, the force behind this. And uh, yeah, but the feature, unfortunately, I can't, I don't think I can say too much, but um, it's great fun. It's going to be great fun. Uh, it's a caper. So uh, yeah, mm. like, uh, and it's basically Hollywood style, but set in London. So uh, it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Awesome. Apart from that, yes, uh, as I said, if you uh, I've got uh, my, my um, uh, what I'm working on at the moment is my uh, uh, fitness coaching. So um, I've got this uh, website called movingmountainsfitness.co.uk and it's, uh, it's online. So everything can be done via Zoom. Uh, and um, I've sort of devised a few programs that people can just uh, download and use um, on their own. Um, or I can do it. I do sort of one-on-one uh, coaching sessions as well uh, via Zoom and uh, sort of uh, create a program just specifically for um, individuals. And um, yeah, and that's that's it. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank Busy you guy. so much for doing this. Um, thank you. I'm Emma. Thanks for connecting us. <laughs> thank you, Emma. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Really chuffed it. And listeners, thank you, thank you for listening. Um, we appreciate uh, your support, and uh, we love getting to do this uh, for you guys every week. Please continue to uh, follow us on all social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at PWRP Podcast. Uh, make sure that you are subscribed um, on whatever podcast platform you use. If you uh, want to leave us a nice review, that would be incredible. Uh, five-star reviews, get um, a free sticker mailed to them. Um, all you have to do is email us after you've uh, sent the review in um, so we know where to send you your sticker. Um, and if you um, want to support us financially, we also have a Patreon um, and Tyler. Yeah. So uh, going on top of the five-star review thing, we had that message sent out you know, a couple episodes ago and no one's left a review. Mm-hmm. Uh, you slacking. <laughs> Horde. <laughs> and uh, it's a free sticker okay just just give us five stars you don't have to say anything just five stars maybe a little uh analog emoji just anything you need to do so <laughs> i just wanted to call out the listeners for that so i know <laughs> there's at least 30 of you out there who will do that uh and if you'd like to be on the show you want to share your story whether you're somebody who is starting out in the arts industry or someone who's been working in it for a long time and you know we're all trying to navigate our way through the industry as the pandemic cools down but also warms up again we don't know Mm. what's happening uh we'd love to sit down and chat so please email us at pwrp.pod at gmail.com and we'll get back to you right away now this is the super awesome fun part of the episode uh i'm not sure did you you so you listened to all of of emma's episode right yep so you got the awkward goodbye yep okay so i was just laying over really quick we're gonna do a quick wayne's world countdown backwards uh, no verbal um, sounds will be made. It's just me making hand gestures. The listeners are going to be very confused for a couple <laughs> seconds. Uh, we'll do the countdown, and then we will just go right into the awkward goodbye. Are you ready? All right. And... Ciao! Oh, I, I love you. Oh. <laughs>